God bless you. I'm uh, honored to be here uh, today. Pastor Carl and uh, Sister Alice, they are on the way back from being out of town, so they'll be here this weekend, and, uh, and he'll be sharing the word. And for those of you joining us online, God bless you wherever you are in front of a screen. We're so glad that you are here with us. You may not be in the room, but you're part of this family, and we love you. And uh, we know that God is going to speak to you through the word because his word goes forth and doesn't return void. Uh, and on that note, let's go to the Father. Lord, we just come to you. We thank you for your faithfulness, your goodness, your mercy. And, and we thank you that you, you're here, Lord, and you've received our worship and we have felt your presence. And, and Lord, uh, I just pray that you would help me to communicate your word. Uh, Holy Spirit, I'm listening. Help me to say what you want me to say, Father, and help me to do what the Father wants me to do. And uh, I just thank you and bless you uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I have been uh, charged with bringing Proverbs chapter 2 uh, to you tonight. And uh, again, I'm honored just to be in this pulpit. And, uh, and thank you, Pastor Carl, for trusting me with that. So we're going to get right into the word here. Uh, the second chapter of Proverbs really begins with eight commands. So we're going to get right into this. I'm going to read the first four uh, verses here. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. I can't help but to stop at those first two words, my son. You know, there's nothing that has changed my life more than, than three events that have taken place in my life. The first one was giving my life to Jesus Christ, and, uh, and I remember that day like if it was yesterday. The second one was when I, when I gave my heart to my beautiful wife, and we became uh, one, became ma uh, were married. We just celebrated 11 years of marriage uh, just last week, <laughs> amen. And uh, the other life-changing moment was when I became a father. Like I said earlier, we have, we have three boys, Judah six, and the twins just turned uh, three, and all boys, yes, pray for us, because they're all little alpha males. They're all little independent thinkers, no followers, all leaders. So guess what? That makes me, do I have to wrangle these guys and lead them and, uh, and be the alpha male, and it's, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. But that word, my son, Solomon here was talking to, uh, he was talking to a group of men. He was talking to the, to the future leaders of Israel. As he's sitting here and he's pouring out his heart and he's pouring out the wisdom and discernment that God gave him. Uh, and he's, he's training the future leadership of Israel. So when he says, my son, he's talking, he's talking to these young men, but I, I can't help but to hear the father's voice saying to us today, my son, my daughter. Listen, you talk to somebody on the street and they'll say, yeah, I'm a child of God, but you know what? We're all, all humanity is his creation, but we're not all his children. We have to come to understand Jesus Christ and receive him as Lord before then we are a child of God. So when he says, my son, I can hear the Father speaking to us and saying, my son, my daughter, this is, this is what I want you to hear from this verse, this chapter, what I've put in this book 
to you. So I read, if you receive my words, if you cry out for discernment, if you seek her as silver, that's a lot of ifs. But what does that say to us? It says that even though the blessings are free, we've got to be diligent in seeking them. The blessings of God are free, but we've got to do our part in, in seeking after them. He says, seek wisdom, seek discernment, seek knowledge as you would seek silver. Well, I don't know how many of you are, are familiar with the process of mining precious metals, but it is complex. It is complex. And, and depending on what you're, what you're mining for, it only makes that even more complex, whether you're, you're mining for gold or silver or diamonds. But it's not like you're walking down the street and saying, you know what, I'm going to start digging on the side of this hill and see if I can strike gold. It doesn't happen that easily. It takes so much work, so many people, so much equipment to be able to go and start mining for some kind of precious metal or, or, or looking and mining for precious jewels. There's surface mining, there's underground mining. But needless to say, there's a lot of work that goes into that. And John 6, 27 says this, do not labor for the food uh, which perishes, but for the food which endures to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you because God the Father has set his seal on him. You know, those that are more eager to grow wealthy out of greed or great out of pride, those more intent on seeking their pleasures rather than the divine wisdom that God offers, they're not using God's wisdom. They're using man's wisdom. But those that seek wisdom and his knowledge from the word through fervent prayer, you can say amen anywhere along this. Come on, somebody. His word, prayer, with diligence, with what this word is telling us is that we will understand righteousness and judgment and every good thing. Colossians 2.3 says this, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And, and where is this treasure of knowledge and wisdom hidden? It's in Christ and in the Father. Proverbs 2, 4 through 8 includes several blessings for those who obey. Let's turn there. 4 through 8 says this, If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. So let's look at a few of these. Understand, first of all, one of the blessings is understanding the fear of the Lord. The word says that when we seek him, we're going to understand the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord is not this uh, fearful, uh, just afraid that the father is just sitting up there waiting for you to make a mistake in him. I'm going to get him. That's not the kind of father that we serve. We serve a father that, that, that loves us and cares for us. So the fear of the Lord is a holy reverent uh, fear uh, of the Lord that we have. Understanding the fear of the Lord, finding the knowledge of God. He gives wisdom, and we need wisdom 
for everything. We need wisdom from where we're gonna put our kids when they go to preschool, which thank God we have a good school, a good preschool, but we have to pray and understand what God wants for that child. From, from where we're gonna put our kids to preschool to well, what are we gonna do with our aged parents when we can't give them the best care possible. You with me? We need wisdom for everything in between. Sound wisdom. The word just told us that he will be a shield, a shield. And I was finding a way to illustrate this, so I had to just go the guy route, and, uh, and I found something to share with you. It's, it's this little 15-second clip of, uh, of this, of this uh, piece of equipment that we use in our military. If the guys can throw that up there. That's an M1A1 tank. And what I found out is that not just recently, they've been working on, on creating these shields for these, for these uh, tanks. And the shield uses sensors and radar and computer processing to be able to pick up when the tank is being fired upon so that it reacts and shoots down whatever is being shot at that tank. That's pretty cool. So why did I bring that up? Well, first of all, it's a tank. <laughs> Second of all, what is God telling us? God is telling us that he will be a shield for us. That he, when we seek him, the wisdom and discernment and his knowledge, he'll be a shield to us. And there is no telling how many things the enemy has thrown your, will throw your way that, the, that God, because of the wisdom he gives you, you'll be able to skirt this way, skirt that way, oh, miss, oh. Because he says he'll be a shield for you. Glory to God. He guards the path of justice. Justice is so important. And boy, sometimes we feel like we're living in a world that justice isn't, isn't being dealt with properly. But, but I couldn't help but to think about Solomon, the one that wrote most of, these, uh, most of this book. Solomon, the first recorded um, uh, judgment he had to make, court case, was pretty tough. He had two ladies that came to him, and this was the case. Two ladies living in the same house, both became pregnant and had, both had babies. They both, uh, the baby came to term, both within a few days of each other. One woman rolled over her child and killed the child in her sleep. And what did this woman do? She went and took her child and swapped babies. And then the other woman wakes up and says, my child was fine. This woman is, this is not my child. So they go and take it to King Solomon and bring the case to him. Now that's a pretty severe case. And boy, do you need sound wisdom to be able to deal with that. You have one woman that is saying, that's my child. The, 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 the one that's alive is mine. The one that died, that's hers. I know my child. I know what he smells like, what he looks like. I can, I can tell in his eyes that he's my child. 
But the other woman was saying, no, 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 the, the dead child is hers. I had the live child. And King Solomon comes up with this pretty drastic uh, measuring, uh, pretty drastic way of dealing with this situation. He goes, okay, bring me a sword. What? And they bring him a sword. They go, okay, we're going to cut the baby in half. So obviously, they, I mean, that's panic. I mean, I, to be a fly on the wall in that moment. But he calls for that action. And the one woman that, that it's her baby, he goes, no, 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 just give her the child. Give her the child. And the other woman's like, no, 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 cut them in half. We'll just split them. <laughs> and Solomon's like, give the baby to that woman because that, that woman is the is child's mother. The one that wanted to spare his life. Talk about sound wisdom. I wouldn't want to make any kind of call like that. But he guards the path of justice. He preserves the way of the saint. Look to your neighbor. Tell him you're a saint. Some of you have a hard time believing that. Well, you know what? The word of God calls you a saint. If you're a child of God, born again through the blood of Christ, you are a saint. And let me tell you something. Don't look in the mirror and call yourself anything else. Because the Father is saying, don't criticize my creation. Don't criticize. Don't go against my word. I said that he, you're a saint. Don't call yourself anything less than that. You may not be perfect, but you know what? The blood of Christ works on our imperfections. He preserves the way of the saint. Understand righteousness. We'll understand justice and equity and every good path. Proverbs 10, 2, 10 through 22, I'm not going to read all that, but these verses, they show the incredible advantage that true wisdom will be to us. Proverbs 2, 12 through 16, those I'll read. The word says, to deliver you, listen to all the benefits, to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness, to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths. To deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words. If we are truly wise, we'll avoid all evil company and practices. Boy, that should have been a little bit stronger. I'm going to give you a minute. <laughs> Becoming wise will leave behind all evil company and evil practices. You know, there's a great divide between the wise and the fool. The Word of God talks about it. There's the spiritually minded and the carnally minded. And that all began at the fall, Adam and Eve. The spiritually minded and the carnally minded. And Jesus referred to it that in the last, in the end, when, when the, the judgment takes place, that God is going to separate the sheep from the goats. Those that are carnally minded, those that are spiritually minded. And what's amazing about this is that God's mercy is there working to get the carnally minded over to become the spiritually minded. He doesn't give up on us. The word of God told us last week that when we repent, 
Even the fool, when he repents, God's grace and mercy will be poured out upon him. And, and there could be life change. The ways of sin lead to darkness. They are uncomfortable. They are unsafe. And if you talk to someone that's, that's in the lifestyle of the world, they'll think they're having fun. But when they're alone, and they're alone with their thoughts, and they're alone with that void in their heart, they would tell you, no, there's something missing. There's something missing. Some of us were there before Christ. There was always something missing. Those who leave, then we have those that leave the paths of righteousness to walk in sin. And the word of God just told us that those that do that are fools. Why would we turn away from this love that we've come in contact with? Why would we walk away from, from the promises of God? I don't know. Maybe it's because we never got deep enough and rooted enough in the first place. Fools take pleasure in sin, committing it themselves and then watching others commit it. Dear God, we have a holiday called April Fool's Day. Ever play a prank on somebody that went bad? <laughs> I did that to my mom one time. I felt bad. We had, a, we had an avocado tree that never gave us avocados. It was beautiful. <laughs> and we tried everything to get it to like, you know, give us avocados. One day I found an avocado somewhere and it was really, really small. And I said, you know what? I'm going to play a trick of mom. I put a little nail in there and I just strung it up in the tree. And then I was out there saying, mom, look, I, there, we got an avocado. And she came out and she's like, oh, this is amazing. Finally. And then I went to grab it and she's like, why are you taking out of there? I said, mom, I was kidding. I did that. And she was so disappointed. And then I felt horrible. <laughs> and I never did it again. True wisdom, the word of God tells us in verses 16 uh, through 19, look at those. It says, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words, who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of God. For her house leads to death and her paths to the dead. So here even the word tells us and gives good, uh, gives true wisdom for women to keep themselves from being corrupt. Now, I know in this house, there is no corrupt women because you guys are godly women. Come on, ladies. Y'all just got out of a God encounter, and it was amazing, I heard. But hear the word. The word talks about, about uh, just keeping yourself from just bad behavior. And it paints this picture here of, of, of the lost woman that flatters with her words. Flirting, flattering, forsakes the companionship. That means breaking covenant, breaking covenant with her loved one. And then forgets the covenant with God. And you know what? You start talking about a standard of living, a righteous standard of living, and, and the world to make light of all that. But the, the fact is that the corrupt woman leads, her household leads to death. 
So to all the godly women and women in this house, I say this, your house should be leading people to God. Your household should be a household that life is being breathed into every person there. You set the tone for that in Jesus' name. You're daughters of the king. The heart, when, when the fool goes and, and just continuously running into sin, it hardens the heart and, and it blinds the mind. Sin is deceitful. Wisdom will keep you from being captivated by the carnal mind and from subjecting your spirit to the dominion of the flesh. And warfare starts in the mind. The enemy will drop things in our mind, seeds, to see if we just take the bait. And we talked about that and learned about that not too long ago about exposing Satan's plans. But the enemy's always trying to steal, kill, and destroy, and he starts in our mind. That's why it's important to know the word, to take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ, bringing it to subjection, bringing it to the obedience of Christ as we are obedient. Parents, we've got to be so careful with our children that, that we pray for them, that, that we pray for their minds, that their minds would be uh, filled with heavenly wisdom, that they would learn to desire pure things and praying for grace of, the grace of God to keep them from dangerous traps. I know my, our prayer for our boys is, God, keep them, keep them focused on you, that they would come to know you at a young age, that they, I'm raising righteous men. I ain't playing. So I'm praying, yes. So we're praying. I'm already praying for their future wives. There are three. I ain't playing. <laughs> praying for their future wives, for them to be women of God, that honor the Lord. We've got to avoid the way of evil man and the immoral woman that we may walk in good ways. And we've all heard, bad company corrupts good morals. Listen, some of us, when we came out of, uh, out of our world, from out of our uh, you know, uh, relationship with the enemy, because if we weren't in relationship with him, we were in relationship with the other guy. When we came out of that, many of us had to let go of some, some relationships that they thought we were crazy because we love Jesus. But yes, thank, thank God for the fact that yes, you, if you were able to be a light in their, in their lives for a moment, praise God. But you know what? Uh, we got to separate. The Lord said, come out from among them and be separate. Wisdom will not only keep us from the paths of the wicked, it will also lead us in the right way. And there's, there's two ways that everybody's walking down. It's one's the narrow way that leads to life, and the other one's the broad way that leads to destruction. I remember years ago, I, after I gave my life to Christ, just a, I was maybe 20, 21 or something like that. And I was in the car with a buddy of mine. We were going to go see some show or something. And he starts talking to me about his views on God. And I was like, look, man, there's only one way to heaven. And that's through Jesus Christ, the only one that's ever gone to the cross and paid for all of humanity. And he looked at me and said, man, you've gone straight and narrow. 
That's not it at all. And I'm thinking, yes. And my path has gotten narrow and it's going this way and your path is broad and I'll see you later, bro. To the righteous, this place we call earth is a preparation time for heaven. To the wicked, this is the closest thing to heaven they're ever going to get. And that's sad. I've run across so many people that just, they don't know the Lord and they're like, and I, I'll talk to them about heaven, about hell and this and that or whatever. And, and they'll be like, hell, hell, this is hell right here. I'm like, what? Yeah, this ain't hell. It's so much hotter in hell. You think it's hot in Florida. So much. This doesn't even come close. Somebody told me that just the other day. Oh, it's so, it's like so hot. I'm like, you ain't seen nothing yet, and I hope you never see it. <laughs> but here, in, as I start to just close this out, I want to go back to that, that sonship that was mentioned in the opening verse of this proverb. <clears throat> and, and guys, I'm going to walk down here uh, to the floor for a moment. Um, do you remember when you first fell in love? Remember when you first fell in love with your spouse, with your loved one, and you just wanted to be around them all the, all the time. You just wanted to just look at them. This is my wife. But you just wanted to just stare into their eyes. And you talk for hours and hours and hours. What are you thinking now? <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. And then they tell you, oh, I'm thinking about our future and this and that. And be like, what are you thinking now? <laughs> and then you'd be on the phone. <sighs> what, what are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm just listening to you breathe. And what was all that about? It was about wanting to just fellowship and be with one another and not be away from each other for one second. But the Word tells us that if we seek wisdom and knowledge like we're seeking silver, really what it's saying, seeing that wisdom and knowledge comes from the Father, what He's really saying is if you seek wisdom and knowledge, you're really seeking me. And, and the Father wants to have that type of relationship with each and every one of us where we are in his presence and when we are there that we don't have to work or do all the things that we're just, what are you thinking now? Your word says this and let me tell you how I feel. I know that you are for me, that you're, you're not against me, that you are with me. You'll never leave me nor forsake me. What are you thinking now, Father? What are you thinking now? And for us to come into his presence and just listen. Sometimes we come into the Father's presence and it's like, all right, Lord, I got a few minutes here, so uh, I praise you, thank you, you're awesome. Uh, I need you to help me with this and this and this and this and this and help me to have a good day. Help me not to shake that person and help me not to, and we go through our list and we're out and we're gone. 
And the father's sitting there saying, did you connect with me? Or, or was that just to kind of get it out of the way? Our heavenly father deserves more than us just running in and running out of his presence. What I hear the Father saying to us here is, seek wisdom, seek my knowledge, because in doing so, you're going to find my face. You'll find my face. Close your eyes and bow your heads with me. Father, we're here. Holy Spirit, you are here. And I pray that you would just start to speak to each and every person here that may not be in right relationship with you. I pray that you would just speak to them right now. And with eyes closed, heads bowed, I want to speak to those of you that may be here. That you just don't understand that connection with the Father that I'm trying to explain. You've never been in that type of communion with him. And it's very possibly because you and Jesus, you haven't accepted Christ as Lord, or maybe you, you served him for a while and you, you walked away. If, if you're here tonight and you know you need to make some things right with the Lord, you need to reconnect. Maybe you need to ask him to be the Lord of your life for the first time. If that's you, I just want to pray for you. Just raise your hand, shoot your hand up and put it right back down. If that's you, I want to pray with you. Yes. Yes. I see those hands. Amen. Amen. He wants to know you in such a deeper way than you can even fathom. He wants to know you. He wants you to know him and be in this communion. In this fellowship. One more time, if you're here and you need to make some things right with God, you're not connected to him through Christ. Just raise your hand and put it right back down. Amen. 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 We're going to pray in just a, a moment, but I also want to ask this. Maybe you're here and you are in desperate need of some wisdom for a decision that you don't want to make in your flesh or on your own. If you're facing some kind of major decision that you need to hear from the Father, you need to get some godly wisdom on. If that's you, just raise your hand and put it right back down. Yes, yes, several hands going up. So, Father, right now, you see the hands that went up, both for, for coming into relationship with you and for those that are needing to hear from you. And we pray, Lord God, that, that Lord, that you in just a moment will start to meet every need, start to meet every one of those needs. I'm going to ask you to stand to your feet with me.